live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. What is up? Welcome on in. You are listening to Wildcard Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio. I'm your host as always, Will. Hey, we got a, a special uh, special co-host uh, back on after after a long time. <laughs> Chuck, you know, I think it was interesting. I said this about Steven. You know, the, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and then you're MIA for about a month after oh, that happens. I didn't realize that. That's true. It's Just all about time. coincidence. Huh? I don't know. Oh, I was uh, licking my wounds, and, uh, you know, I went through a mortuarium. <laughs> you know, I just kind of... You did have the 49ers in that game. Yeah, you know, I, I did. I did. I, I, I You know, the Chuck Adamas is in a slump. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to go and shut it down for a minute and now regroup. You well, know? you're back on the show, so maybe that you just got to get your yeah, mojo working again with the Chuck Adamas stuff. So, hey, we so. got plenty of stuff you can get predictions Holy on. Holy moly, you're right. Yep. So, hey, a uh, little bit later on, I, I'm not letting you off the hook we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about about the chiefs you know i steven had his first show back on uh last week Mm -hmm. and i told him you know it's been about i think four or five weeks since uh, the super bowl happened Mm -hmm. each week i I just want to take a moment to bask in the glory that is patrick (laughs) mahomes and the kansas city chiefs so i'll sit here i'll let you tell me how great my team is at some point so uh, we'll talk about that but hey we got a ton of stuff to get to here today rockets microball you haven't been here since the small ball was enacted and you know we were we had the highs we're now experiencing the lows on that one so we got to talk about whether they're getting exposed or not astros chuck man wow we have got a lot to get to with that i'm really really excited to hear your thoughts on the cheating scandal as well yep. we're finally into spring training we got to talk about it's what amazing. that rotation is going to look like mm-hmm. what that right field position is going to look like and what it's going to look like but we're going to start off we'll talk about the rockets of course last night arguably the worst game of that i've seen as a rockets fan now granted i know it's been a lot less time than you but as far as trying to play their game and absolutely having no success whatsoever. Terrible game for them. The microball, I don't know. Chuck, I'm starting to think that I'm not going to say that it's completely exposed, but what I was realizing last night is for them to make a deep playoff run, I think it's going to come down to the matchups. They got to get some of those key matchups in, in the first and second round. Mainly what I'm saying is they got to avoid the Clippers. The Clippers, I think, are a terrible matchup for them. And I don't know. What do you think? Did they get exposed at all in these last couple games? I'm glad you brought up the worst game of the season because I did discuss this on Twitter uh, with some other fans. Um, the point is, is that it wasn't the worst game. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I think the worst game was losing to New York recently. Yeah. Right? That, was, that was the worst game. Mm-hmm. Um, you had every opportunity to get there. You got, you got to take care of the teams under 500, which, by the the way they have one of the worst records in the league with teams under 500 mm-hmm. um however um games like that uh, you have to put in the in the rearview mirror i will say this uh i mean I, I really shut it off and did my research this morning after third quarter uh when you're two of 29 then two mm-hmm. of 30 and then all of a sudden three of 31 uh from three point the perspective is this is that you know what you're going to do um you know what's going to happen this is not a championship team so you have to put that in perspective. So are they going to win? Probably not. The matchups, I'm not worried about either because even if they hit 33% of those, they're in the game. Mm-hmm. So, and that's usually what they, you know, that's a worst case scenario. So oh, that, yeah. was, that was an aberration. Although I did have flashbacks to over 27 against the Yeah, I know, the Warriors, my goodness. But, Try um, being at that game. Oh. Uh, well, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, was, my, I was just going nuts. And then uh, my son, I, I call him Baby Hulk. He was just going nuts last <laughs> night too. And, and uh, you know it's baby it's, it's Hulk. A bit, I like that. Yeah, he's baby Hulk, man. He's, <laughs> he's he goes crazy. 
but the point is is that um d'antoni was just named uh a manager or i'm sorry coach of the month uh-huh. i mean they're, they're on a good roll oh for sure enjoy it because it's not going to last the matchups i'm not worried about either because george and uh, Kawhi are bad matches for anybody but so are we mm-hmm. um so like i said they're gonna have to play la in la eventually mm-hmm. both teams are one of the teams so we'll just have to see what happens yeah i mean i'm watching last night's game and going into it i you know we looked at it and we're saying this is an awful matchup for the rockets at this point i mean they've got the the clippers have arguably the three best perimeter defenders in all of basketball between patrick beverly Kawhi leonard and paul george so that was just not a good matchup going in for it but I'll go back to what you were saying with the Knicks game. It just, it seemed like there was a little bit of exposition, if you will, of the Rockets just because, you know, I'm I'm watching that game and obviously that's not a great matchup just because New York is so big inside. But the thing that I watched, that I was watching in that Knicks game that showed me, showed me a little something was that they were so willing to let the Rockets have the three-point shots in that game. Right. And th- this goes back to what I was saying before. The, this, it's not that the small ball can't work. It's just that you have to have knockdown three-point shooters to make that happen. And I just question whether the Rockets have that or not. That's a, that's a good point. Um, they don't. We know that. This team is old. It got older at the trade deadline. Wait, it was what? It's old. 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 I mean, <laughs> that's my favorite expression, Clear Lake uh, Radio Today. You got to get get this through your head. You, you know what? Uh, it's, it's just like everything, every day, when you look at the Rockets, what are they now? One day older. It's just, it's just not very, um, it's not built the way it should be. This mm-hmm. is the last stand for this team as far as the makeup of the bench. I am very glad that we're going through this. To be Last honest stand with for you, D'Antoni, maybe even Daryl Morey you know this what? year. I, I don't know. I, I you know, I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence about that. However, Fertitta did. Uh, I mean, I'd keep up. him, but Fertitta, I mean, he's yeah. shut up and listen kind of well, type I mean, guy. That, I think he, okay. that might be a last stand for him. Well, that's okay, because this is his team. I, I, I support what he's doing because he's trying to win. He's got everything going on at U of H for pretty sure. well, and also the Rockets. However, I mean, D'Antoni, it goes back to this. Who are you going to replace him with? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I guess Samson is a possibility down at U of H, but... As soon as those recruiting violations kick in and he's oh, he's yeah. showing the door at U of H. No, I'm just messing with you. I love giving you a hard time about your UH yeah, alumni love, here. Well, so hopefully you got something in there about U of H last <laughs> night because I was like really just disappointed. That was but, a bad game. That yeah, was but a bad they, game. Have, they, they, they have four freshmen. Let's get well, – I don't get off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, but yeah, going back to the Rockets, you know, the, the thing going back to the small ball is whether or not this is going to work or not, the team got better. I th- You know, as opposed to what they Ooh. were with, the, with Clint Capella, they had no identity with Clint Capella. They were a team yeah. stuck – that were halfway in on on the small ball uh, with Capella. They cr- tried to force these pick-and-roll actions where it just wasn't a very cohesive team, but they went all in. And I think that goes to, it goes to show that, I mean, uh, Daryl Morey, Mike D'Antoni, they realized that they're on their last leg, and they're saying, if we're going to go out, let's go out the way we want to. Okay, first of all, I disagree with the Capella analogy there because don't forget, they had Capella, they had Chris Paul, they had the championship, uh, finals within grasp. Think about uh-huh. that with one hamstring injury. We go back to that. So that was, I think what you mean to say, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I think the conventional wisdom is they went as far as they could with Capella. I think Capella is not built for this small ball. He does not mm-hmm. have a shot outside the 10 to 15 foot range. And, um, you know, and his defense was very uh, suspect in the playoffs. So guess what? You're, if you can't get what you need out of him, um, then you got to move forward. He maxed out as a player offensively, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the contract wasn't that bad. We can get rid of it. So they're trying something else. So they had their window with Capella. 
Uh, he is gone now. I, my biggest thing is thank God that they got rid of the contract, but in mm-hmm. return, you still look at it. Are we really that much better? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I that's where I think. I, I, I've watched enough of this to think that they're better than they were. Now, g- granted, you're talking about Clint Capella. I j- Clint Capella wasn't a good fit with this team with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Now, with the with the uh, the Chris Paul, the the James Harden experiment, that that was that was a good fit. That was a good team, but. You know, I'll go back even even further. We I've talked about this the last couple of weeks. I mean, the writing I think was on the wall for for Daryl Morey going into this year because mm-hmm. he's never said anything or indicated that he did not want Russell Westbrook. But there's no way you can convince me that going into this year that Daryl Morey wanted to get Russell rid of oh, Chris Paul and have Russell Westbrook. I, I, I kind of disagree with that. I but think he's the anti Daryl Morey guy. Okay, hold no on. No three. Inefficient. Hold on now. Are you saying? Are you? Are, make sure you said you said Daryl Morey didn't want R- Russell Westbrook. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay, I, I disagree. He uh, Daryl Morey wants the superstars in the building. He wants the draw. Chris the Paul's superstars. a superstar. Well, I don't know. Is it Westbrook or or uh, or Chris Paul? Who's more of a superstar? I'm just saying, if even if Russell Westbrook eleva- is elevated a little bit more as a superstar, Chris Paul is a superstar that fits what Daryl Morey wants to do. Does he? Does he? Because yeah, look how so, great yeah. look how great Westbrook has been this year. Uh, uh, absolutely, I agree with you hundred okay, percent on he that. Is, but, he is actually adjusted. But that, his game. There's no way they could have projected that Russell Westbrook is going to go from taking six point six three pointers a game to two three pointers a game because he realizes it. Now, the one thing I will say, Crazy Russ is going to play uh, eventually. Show his yeah, head, he's right? going to show himself in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I heard a good analogy that he's like an alcoholic. He stopped drinking. <laughs> I heard this. I don't know if you heard this one. He's like an alcoholic. Oh, terrible. Yeah, well, hold on. It's no, good. It's no, good. Russ, I love you, man. We'll go out to a club to hang out together. You know, and I'll buy. I'll buy drinks you can't say a bad thing about russ once you say that and you're in the media he no, you're no he's gone. all over you oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you're he's not like, going anywhere you with russ. mad max uh, vernon <laughs> maxwell man when you get to decide but i tell you what, i'll go to war with uh with with west uh westbrook all the time russ, russ russ is a warrior i will give him that much that's but he's actually uh worked his mentality down to you know what i don't have to shoot those six mm-hmm. to eight threes because somebody else can and he to his credit and this is where i really respect the man he has taken the role that he needs to take however i will say this also when he sees Hey, I need to take over. He's been taking over. That's why he's been so good and better than hard in the sec- uh, end of the first half. So I, I disagree. I think that he fits it because he has been willing to do it. And the problem we have with his team is some players aren't willing to do it, and they haven't gotten rid of those guys. Yeah, yet. but this again, I agree. House. He the way he's playing right now is exactly is exactly how you could have best imagined this Rockets team turning out. And that goes back to the, them trading Capella to make this team better. The, the the way that Russell Westbrook has been succeeding during this run is there's been a ton of spacing. There's not a big guy camped out in the middle. Mm-hmm. Russ has been able to get to the paint. Now, granted, on the other side of that, I think teams are starting to realize that, and I think teams are saying, well, you know, we're looking at this team, Austin Rivers, you know, even James Harden, 35% three-point shooter. Uh, Daniel House, the guy I know you love. I, I just don't... Are you, are you still mad at I, Daniel House because he transferred still, from U of H to still, A&M? Is I, that know, where this I, comes I, from? You know what, though? I mean, that should have told me everything I need to know. Uh, I don't even get into that part of it. But you know what, though? I, <laughs> I just, think I just made a connection I, here. I, I just, think I realized Maybe it. so, maybe so. But the part is, when he left the scarlet red, I mean, that that's all it takes for me. But the point is that he is... I don't understand, and, and I think there was a couple of hosts that will be will not be named. Uh, they were all over the house train. I'm like, dude, this guy is not going to be it. And then all of a sudden, he's a starter. When he's a starter, and you're in your five, 
he, you're not going to have a good team. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not going to get into an argument. I mean, he's not a star. No. He's not even a budding star. But, I mean, he's a role player, and, I mean, I, that's what but the that's, Rockets need. That's the point. Role players should not be starting. Yeah. Okay, well, I, you know, we can – I won't disagree with you there. But yeah. all I'm saying is, going back to my original point, is that, you know, for this team to work, for this team to be able to go four rounds in the playoffs and win 16 games over, you know, a month span, they got to have knockdown shooters. they got to have the, they got to have at least that one guy that can come mm-hmm. out there – and get them a bucket. But, you know, even going back to the 0-27, that team didn't have knockdown three-point shooters. I can't remember the last time this Rockets team had a guy that you knew was, if you needed a big bucket, a big three-point shot, you knew he was going to get it. He used to be Eric Gordon, but that's yeah. another story there. So he, he used to come off but the even bench that, during even the over 27 We don't have any guys that are anywhere near 40% shooting from three-point range. No, well, that's true, though. And, I mean, and you need that. Look at the scrap heap. Look team. at the scrap heap we had at the beginning of the season. Macklemore scrap heap. You know, uh, uh, Cephalosius, Scrap Heap. Those, you got Scrap Heap guys. Now, in their, in their defense for the, uh, the bench in the past, I mean, they, they were signed mid, mid-level exceptions. Uh, Bayamute was, was one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys could spark you. If they can't spark you from the three-point line, they just play some defense. But these guys, like McLemore, was a first-round pick mm-hmm. that just washed out of Sacramento. So, I mean, the point is that, you know, he, you're right. He was scrambling. But you know what, though? He saw the right on the wall, Maury, that is, mm-hmm. because that's why they signed Westbrook. Like, oh, man, there's not going to be th- nothing on the free agent market we can really get to. So that's why they signed him. And you can't go – you could not – I'm sorry. You could not go back in with Chris Paul again for, what was it, third or fourth year but, at that money at an aging at an aging level because you know eventually he's going to get hurt. But they you were, know eventually he's going to get they, hurt. Uh, with Chris Paul, I'd argue, I mean, each year, I mean, there's uh, – now the second year – uh, less than the first year, but obviously they're a Chris Paul injury away from getting to the finals. I think we all believe I that agree. the first year, but as far as um, as far as the second year goes, I mean, if they if they don't you know sp- spend the entire uh, in, sp- in the entire game one or game two complaining to the referees trying to say that oh we're being screwed out of this, I think they could have been in that series too. So I'm not convinced that Maury. Now I'm glad they made the Westbrook trade, but I'm not convinced that Maury was sitting there saying that we have to get rid of Chris Paul at this point. My personal belief, I think Harden was like I haven't talked to Chris Paul in a few months my guy Russell Westbrook right there is available on the market I think he went to Fertitta and he said hey of course I, he I, did. Want, I want Westbrook and of course he Maury did. had to oblige of course he did he did the same thing with Carmelo and yep. that was that was a that was a bad move but of course he did but I mean like it's it's don't I mean this is Harden's team. It's a player's league. So what do you, what do you, I mean, is that something that's, no, I that's mean, I'm not, ar- I'm not arguing with it. I'm just saying the, uh, going back to my original point is Maury, I think at the beginning, uh, from the beginning of the year, he realized at some point when, once he got Westbrook, we're going to have to get rid of Capella, Capella for this to work. We, I, I think small ball yeah, was a thought think, process from I, I the think, beginning think, of the year. You know what though? I think I, I will say this. I'll concede this. I, I think that they figured, well, we can get at least Chris Paul play because they did do well with Capella with Chris mm-hmm. Paul. Okay, because that's a different point guard. Don't forget, mm-hmm. now he's smooth. Now, Westbrook is just an animal. Yeah. All right, so there's a difference. So Chris Paul smooth versus uh, Westbrook uh, Warriors, mm-hmm. a little different point guard. So I think they try to fit that in there, and I see that point. But the, but you know what, though? I, I have to say, I, I, I think you can go back to shows prior where I wasn't really crazy about this, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I gave an opportunity, and I'm, I'm very impressed with Westbrook. Oh, and I, I really I really hope... I How many guys have completely changed and evolved their game going into their it's age 31, 30 years 30 year, and, year season? And look how good he still yeah. is. We got to capitalize. Everybody was saying per stats, and you're a stats guy, mm-hmm. that his production was going down. Remember last year? Oh, yeah. why, why are we doing this? You know, But he had a lot of load on, at OKC. Um, now, I will say this. The load management hasn't worked very well uh, with him and and. 
and uh, and James. I'm, I'm I'm still disappointed in how many minutes they're playing. But honestly, what they need to do is just get the first round by mm-hmm. and then let the let the chips fall where they may. Because the bottom line is they got to start resting these guys. Tucker mm-hmm. is done. Tucker Tucker is mentally fatigued, physically fatigued, and his shot has suffered. He mm-hmm. was he you could count the corner three. Now you can count that. Yeah, that's another thing. That's okay, killing us. so let's go to it because I wanted to talk about matchups. You say first round buy by like, and I'm assuming by buy you mean an easy matchup that they have in well, the first Utah, round. Well, Utah, I guess. So, so that's who that, who are the ideal matchups for the Rockets to be able to coast through the first round and okay. get get ready for the second round? Okay, I, you know what? There's there's no easy matchup in the playoffs. I don't care if you're the number eight, number one. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you gotta force the moves, and I think that this team can't force the moves. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, Covington's been a great great addition. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, and, and so is Eric Gordon. If you, I don't know about Eric Gordon; he's going to make it. But the point is that you need to maybe take one of those starters off and put them into the second team, make them force them to make a move because they are pulling out the yeah. they're, they're making the, the seven footers pull out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you have to sacrifice some offense to get that seven footer out of there, then do it. I don't think that the um, I think the tenacity on defense is is little is much better to be mm-hmm. honest with you because they don't like oh Capella's got it or they got or Harden's got it in the post where the case is with defense, but it's all hands on deck and I kind of like that that approach. Um, so matchups, I'm not worried about it, but they I, just my opinion and I, yeah, I'm not a coach, but I would love to see one of those starters like why does Covington have to start? Why does Gordon have to start? Let's pull them off the bench, make them make the adjustments because if you can get uh, if if you can get one of the other players like House or or Mclemore get that seven footer off the line. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're he's not performing like you know he's not posting mm-hmm. up. If you post up, fantastic. But then you're bringing Covington off the bench, like okay, we got to pull our big off, get him rest, and make the make the matches maybe in the second tier. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think obviously, you're, if if we're talking about matches on the court, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's going to come down to the second unit. If we're trying, if we're trying to gain our advantage going against the second unit, we're in trouble as it is. So, I mean, I, I don't, I, I guess I don't know rotationally what I would like the Rockets to see. But if we're talking pure matches, I'm with you. The Jazz, I mean, the, the Jazz have have shown a complete inability to be able to compete with I'm the not, small, I'm line, too, small I'm ball. Not too, I'm not too concerned about the Clippers either, to be honest Ooh, with you. How can you say that after last night? I mean, because they, they they're split. The the series right are they split yeah but this was the first time that they saw the micro ball and yeah man. okay black once again though what did they shoot for from threes for the night uh i mean i know they shot i think like 40 percent at least 40%. oh no it wouldn't even 40 it was like oh, at one point it's three for 31 yeah now oh you're talking about the rockets threes. i thought yeah, you were talking the about the, Clipp- or the oh. clippers oh yeah the, the, i've got it here the, the rockets were 16 percent from threes from the against the clippers so, and yeah at one point you're right there were two of 20 yeah they they were they were 229 i yeah. saw that and that's when i turned off the, the tv and then I think Gordon hit one, and they ended up being three for thirty-one. Mm-hmm. But the point is that I'm not too worried about that because you know if they hit thirty-three percent, if you do the math there, they're in the game. Mm-hmm. So they had a bad game. They had a bad game. Yeah. Okay. The games you can't lose are the ones like New York. That way you win those games, and you can suck up a game like this. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I'm not going to overreact. So I'm not, not going to overreact and say that the Rockets that this is how we can expect the Rockets to play in a seven-game series against the Clippers. It was a perfect storm. The, the they, Clippers are a bad matchup, and the Rockets played their worst game they possibly could at that point. So. Yeah. But so I mean, who else do you think? Are you worried about Denver? I'm not worried no, about Denver. No, I, I mean, honestly, I'm sitting here right now, and I'm saying, you know, Rockets are sitting at the four seed. That might be where the Rockets want to where they want to sit. Get the Jazz uh-huh. in the first round, Lakers in the second round. I think we're a better matchup against the Lakers than we are against the Clippers. So, uh, yeah, maybe so. But you know, LeBron's always that 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 wild card. But it's all about Anthony Davis too. I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm. Mean, is it wrong for me to say this that I'm not scared of Anthony Davis? Oh either? no, I, I I said this last week. I think Anthony Davis is the most as far if we're just talking post 
interior offense, post play. I think he's the most overrated post player in the NBA at this point. He's better player. away from the basket, which is going to work in the Rockets' favor, I think. Mm-hmm. That's so, why you take him out. You take exactly. him out. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think there are some matchups that the Rockets could take advantage of. But at the end of the day, like we said, it's, it's just going to come down to them making shots. They can't go cold from three. They can't go three, no. of, three of 29 or two of 29 or have an 0 of 27 streak. And I just I question whether the Rockets have the knockdown shooters for this. But Well, you're right. They haven't. Seen. They don't have a J.J. Redick. They don't have, uh, gosh, who's the, who's the lefty from uh, from Utah? I just had Ingles. Oh, yeah, Joe Ingles. They, 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 they got a, a they Brian Bogdanovich. They don't have that guy that you go, oh, no, he's come off the bench. You know, you gotta, mm-hmm. we gotta, we, that's what I'm talking about, the matchups. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. You got to force that move. Like, all of a sudden, you see, you know, Reddick's come off the bench. I said, oh, man, let me yeah. get my stopper out there. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. If they could have the Covington or somebody that's uh, Gordon coming off the bench, they go, that guy. But we yeah. don't have that guy. It only takes one. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be you're interesting. Right. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if, if you're asking me for my prediction, or if you're asking me that there's going to be 16 games that the Rockets go in there and they knock down these three-point shots, go, I'm talking about the playoffs, win 16 games over a month span, I'm just I'm skeptical at this point. But that being said, if they get the right matchups, they get hot at the right time. This is a team I think that can get to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I think that I think they could they could cause problems for a team. But I'm just I think I think we've seen the ceiling to this team. So okay, let me ask you this then. So the point is, if they need, if they make the the finals, okay, if they make the finals, one of these the number one and two seed need to have an upset in there somewhere because there's no way. I don't think there's I think there's. The second round's gonna be their 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 downfall. I, I, no, I'm not gonna disagree with you there, but I'm just saying if we get a second round matchup with the Lakers, if you're telling me that there's no chance the Rockets aren't gonna beat them, I disagree with that. I think the Rockets have no. a formula to beat the Lakers, and I think they can do that. Now, at some point, at some point, I think that this thing is gonna come to a head, and and the experiment's not gonna work. And I think that's probably the Western Conference Finals, and I think that's the ceiling for them at this Gosh, point. But man, I, I just don't see them getting out of the second round. I, I won't argue it's with tough, you there. I won't argue with you there, but hey, it remains to be seen at this point. And, you know, as we said, I don't expect them to have another terrible night like they had last night. But at the same time, I, I think the Rockets, there's a clear formula of how you can beat them at this point. And I think teams are starting to realize like, oh, we're so scared of them taking the threes. At this point, teams are saying, well, why are we so scared of them taking threes when you know, their best three-point shooter is a 35% shooter from three. I think you're going to start to see more and more teams take away the paint, and they're going to start saying, all right, beat us with the threes. If if they beat us with the threes, they beat us. If not, then hey. Well, that's what the, that's the formula. But, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with 35%. There's nothing wrong with 38%. No, there's not. But, but, if, but we need that 140, 42%. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and we don't have it, so yeah. they got to do volume. It's all about volume now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it remains to be seen here, of course. Uh, obviously, it's going to be fun. I think these playoffs, the amount of parity that's in the NBA right now, it's going to be it's going to be a blast going to, going into April and into the playoffs at this point. Because, I mean, well, there's not a clear favorite in either side no, at this point. No, this is a 20-game season. Yeah. So, I mean, they we I, I, I do trust – you know – it goes without saying now without the uh we're talking about the best gms in the uh houston area now we got one that you know we, we, I, I, unfortunately we we thought we had one that was uh aces now we yeah. we don't but this guy here i mean more i mean at least we know he's pulling you know, pulling the trigger on some things oh yeah they're playing out for the next 20 games but you got to look at the schedule and go you cannot lose here's what mm-hmm. you got to do you cannot do this and yeah. they've got to get that ready in our doubt and I'll say one last thing because I know you want to move on. But one last thing is, can you name the whole roster? Because it comes back to what you had mentioned before, and I, I was a big advocate of this, is that, you know, I don't think people give D'Antoni a lot of credit for using 10 and 11 deep. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not doing that anymore already. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's a big problem because you can't name anybody that has not. I mean, there's, so many, there's like four to five minimum DNPs every game. 
if not six. Well, I mean, it's I, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and comment on that in the playoffs because I just don't see how, how with the small ball lineup they're not how they'll be able to make it work without at least a eight or nine guy rotation, which they've got the bodies for it. I mean, they're if not look, good though, right? The, I mean, the, they've got decent guys. I mean, I'm not gonna say that they've got a JJ Redick or you know. Uh, you know, even Eric Gordon isn't playing to the level that we expect no. him to. So I'm not going to say they've got a six man of the year candidate coming off the bench, but at the same time, they've got bodies that they're going to need to rotate into there. Now, whether or not they're going to play play well, that remains to be seen. But the, it, going back to your original or your original point about D'Antoni, is he going to be willing to put those bodies in there? Mm-hmm. I don't see how he's not going to do that with this small ball. I just don't see how the rotations would work if you're not willing to put I, those eight and nine guys deep in there. I think that the small ball idea is a good idea. But I, when I think small ball, I think perimeter. But also, I also think of fast break. And mm-hmm. I don't think these guys are—they're so old that they, they just can't get up and down the court. The only one can is Russell Westbrook. And that's it. I mean, he can't get up and down the court. There are a lot of ball stoppers on this team. I'll give you that. Yeah. James Harden is not built for the transition. Westbrook is, but even him—I mean, he's a ball stopper at, the, at this point. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on the point that I don't think that small. I, I'm not going to sit here and say small ball doesn't work in the NBA. But you have to have—you have to have the shooters. I mean, the Warriors. Shooters. Granted, I mean, it was Kevin Durant who was the the five during that small ball lineup but they had guys that can knock down shots they had mm-hmm. what three guys that could easily shoot 40 percent from three and the rockets just don't have that so agreed we'll see all right well from one houston team to another chuck it has been it's been too long since you've been on you now you, you've you've been sitting on the sidelines for the fight that us as houston media i'm going to go ahead and say we're a part of the houston media here have been putting up for the houston astros <laughs> at this point Chuck, there are so many things that we can cover on this one. So you know what? I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this very general. What are your thoughts so far on this cheating scandal? Okay. I'm- Do you remember when it first broke out that I? I think the. I think all eyes opened up in this room. When we were talking about this. Remember, I mm-hmm. talked about Pandora's box. Because mm-hmm. when Pandora's boxes open up, it. You, it is so huge that it it goes everywhere, and we don't even know what exactly the tentacles will reach out. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it, and it still hasn't ended yet. So I think that uh, with everything, I mean, it, it's it's getting to the point where I think eventually they're going to have to pull the title. I really believe that, and Ooh. they'll have to. They're going to have to do something like that because there's nobody. There's nobody really shutting up. You don't uh, see an end in sight for this. I don't. All this I don't. Media backlash. I, no on them. way. No way. This is gonna. This is. I mean, the season this, hasn't even started books. yet. I mean, can you imagine how many players are on a roster? Uh, right now, 26. I mean, if, 20, 26 now 26, with the actual one, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's 26. Okay, back then it was 25. There could be 25 books written on this by 25 players, not including personnel. There are going to be books out on this. There's going to be media circuses on this. People retire, Hall of Fame snubs. This thing is huge. And so when I see all this stuff, I'm almost like, you know, what are you supposed to do? You got to take it, you know, because you participated. And I was a big advocate for, you know what, no, 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 we we just got to move on from it. But I don't think we can move on because there's no resolution and there's no restitution. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I mean, what what is it that you want me to say to make this to put this to, to rest? There's nothing that there's can nothing you, there's, there's nothing, nothing that can be said at there's this nothing. point. Yeah, there's I nothing. mean, it, it, there's a lot of different facets, and I, I, we'll cover a lot of topics on this one. But I'll start with this. I mean, good, good coffee, Greg. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I have to get uh, uh, kudos to Greg out here. Yeah, just, hey, yeah, we've got we've got our, our own barista in here. So, uh, did you work at Starbucks, Greg? Never worked. Wow, that's impressive. Well, you know what? Uh, you got a second job coming up. <laughs> right on, right yeah. on. I'm sorry about that, but uh, I, it's like good. <laughs> hey, I agree, I agree. Uh, but going back to it with the Astros, there's a lot of facets. <coughs> Excuse me. Coronavirus. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. Hey, I've been hey, I've been a little under the weather here the last couple days. I've had Dos Equis so. virus lately. Uh, 
Oh, man. You know, I I saw a title article that was talking about Corona stock sales during the coronavirus. Uh. I didn't didn't read it, so I don't know if it was saying they were going up or down or if it was just an interesting insight. I I don't know. I digress. Uh, Yeah. All right, but yeah, back to the uh, Rockets. Let's see where my head's at right now. Uh, back to the Astros right now. There's a lot of facets to cover on this one, and we're talking about uh, we're talking about what exactly Pandora's box is going to be with the Houston Astros. And you know, I, I I just question whether or not that the whether or not the Astros what they can do to to be able to move on from this. You know, I think once the season starts, some of this is going to die. I, I mean, not all of it. Obviously, it's going to be there. But Chuck, I brought this up last week. Yes, I talked about I talked about you know. The biggest thing that I find so fascinating about all of this with with all with the cheating scandal is the way that the players have turned on each other like this. The MLB Players Association, which I just think is so fascinating at this point because look at it. They're coming up on a new collective bargaining agreement after next year, after 2021. It's already coming up. I forgot. It's about already that. coming up at this point. Golly. And there's no way you can convince me that the Astros are only the only ones cheating at this point. So, and players know this. Now, granted, I I get that the Astros went above and beyond, went above and beyond with what they were doing cheating wise, or at least that's the, that's the general sentiment at this point. Sure. But for players to turn on each other at this point, you know, I brought this up. Is it possible that there's another agenda out there? I mean, think about it. Mm. Who? Okay, think about this. Who right. is what, the what's o- your conspiracy theory? Who is the only other person getting roasted besides the Astros? Rob Manfred, the the, the uh, commissioner of baseball. Correct. Is it possible that you're seeing agents going in there and telling their, telling their players, say, hey, go after the Astros right there. Put the commissioner in a corner right there. Give us some leverage. Because if we're talking about collective bargaining agreements, whether it's the NFL, MLB, I'd argue that the MLB has the biggest hot topics or the most for players to gain with this new CBA. Because you talk about arbitration. Guys are wanting to become arbitration eligible after the second year. They're wanting uh, they're wanting their years of service. You know, of course, they has to be mm-hmm. six years now mm-hmm. of service before they're able to get a new contract. They want to lo- lessen that up. And then, of course, uh, the minimum contracts. They All of this, the players stand to gain a lot. So mm-hmm. I brought this up. I think it's possible that you could be seeing the players make a calculated attack on the commissioner at this point because what other sport have you ever seen players turn on each other the way that they have in this cheating scandal? Oh, the NFL, 82 when? strike. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I guess that's going back yeah, before okay. my time. But were the, was there, the strikes, were they strikes, insulting each other the way that, they, uh, that you yes. see... Guys like Nick Markakis for the Atlanta Braves who haven't I, played the I, Astros this you know entire what, hold on, time. Hold on. Okay, okay. So uh, I, I could see where I thought you were going to go down this alley where they're going to put leverage against the commissioner. That way he said, oh, yeah, this is almost like a, a pro quid quo when they say, okay, well, mm-hmm. we got to make sure we get this so this doesn't happen again. I see the point about it, but uh, you know, I, I think at the end of this conversation, if it ever ends, I mean, they got. I think the, I think the players are going down a, a very uh, a slippery slope with all this because yes. what's going to happen here is, yeah, you can bite – Bite the hand that feeds you, uh-huh. so to speak. But eventually, the hand's going to slap you in the face, and it's going to be it's going to happen because you know what the the it's an owner's league. It's never a player's league. Mm-hmm. The players do not run this league. The if the players ran this league like the NBA does, their players and the NFL, then they would have better leverage and not have these every two to three years discussions about collecting bargaining agreements. Okay, well, I mean it's been relatively quiet in baseball. I mean this That's is a, the, that, this they, is the first time we're talking about a strike right, since. I'm going to give you a, a, a chuckism. What'd you say? Say that again. What'd you say? It's quiet. Uh-huh. The major league baseball is is doing it again to themselves. The strikes, okay, the umpire strikes, the cheating scandals. They every time when they make a little bit of progress. They're always be the third or fourth best or most popular sport because of what they do. The NFL has so much. That machine in the NFL is so huge that, you know, I mean, we'll do anything for football. Anything for football. Would anybody say that about baseball? Only the true baseball fans, yeah. And and the NBA is, 
you know, not as popular, but it's more global. Uh-huh. So if you have two, one sport that's global, like the NBA, one that's trying, I mean, we still got, we, we still are like in the replay infancy with the, uh, with Major League Baseball. Replays are already very, very, um, I guess, basically far down the path with, with NFL and even the NBA. At least you got challenges and all that kind of stuff because the NBA at least sees it. David mm-hmm. Stern made that abundantly clear. But who is, a, who is the pioneer that's helped Major League Baseball? You can't name one. Right, I mean, you can yeah, name with is, NFL from Pete Rozelle, yeah. Pete Rozelle, Uberoff. Mm-hmm. These guys were uh, involved with Olympics, world sports. They they had they at least the NFL tried Europe, NFL Europe. They got you know uh, pl- uh, games in uh, Mexico. They got games in England. What does what do we do for what does mm-hmm. the MLB do? So what I'm getting at is, I don't think that um, I think that the the players need to be careful. Mm-hmm. They really need to be careful. Yeah, and I mean, I honestly, you're talking about a slippery slope with that. I, I'll take it a step further with this. Is you know, the, the players are taking a firm stance now. Right now, I'll preface this by saying, right now for baseball, this is probably good in the short term. I'm not going to get into the long term yeah, talks I know what about you this, mean by that. but in the short term, because we're talking about ba- we're talking about baseball three four weeks before spring training even started. That's the first time that ever happened. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, this is a slippery slope for players because they're taking the stance right now that whether or not they're trying to or not people outside you know general fans are saying okay well they're saying cheating is cheating at this point uh that it's black and white they're 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 treading a very uh, fine line they're they're on a slippery slope because right now if if i'm rob manfred and i'm backed in a corner right now and these players are, are going are left and right uh, and not not to, no not yet i'm not gonna say i mean no if you're rob manfred are you really back no to the corner? no i know he's not but okay. i'm just saying if he got if he got backlash from the owners because at the end of the day he works for the owners the owners hire him so if he got backed in a corner if he was to go out there and he was to set the league on fire and whether it was from the tiniest the tiniest little cheating uh scandal that every other team in the mlb is doing whether it's pitchers with illegal substance on this one then MLB players have lost all credibility and they have no likability amongst the general population when it comes to fans. So I'm with you that they're treading a very, very fine line here. Well, let me, all right, let me, let me say this uh, differently. I think that Rob Manford is in a, in a, in a very difficult position in the first place. He did the best he could because he doesn't want to kill his sport. Uh He will kill his sport. If you're to do something more major than what you did right now. Oh yeah. Okay. So, the, that's the, why there's no investigations that, with anybody else outside well, of the Red Sox. Uh, re, that, now, I, you know why it hasn't, in my opinion, uh, I think it's it should have been, remember that, a week or two after the Astros? They see the backlash of what's going on with the Astros. That's why they haven't levied anything mm-hmm. with the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, they're, they're so, going to sit back and calculate. But at the same there, time, it's, there was a big gap between the Astros uh, you know, scandal coming out to them there, being punished. Is, we don't know. What do we mean the gap? What kind of cheating gap? Time gap? What kind of gap are we talking about? I think the it goes back to Pandora's box. Something happened that we're not privy to know, but they didn't get their ducks in a row with the Astros. And here's what happened. So can they do that again? What if they did it with the Red Sox and the Yankees, which are on the hook also? Mm-hmm. Um, so the three biggest teams that you have. Oh, he doesn't want to do that. If you cannibalize yeah. your sport, your sport will not be popular at all if exactly. you're third. So they can't do that. So did Rob Manfred did a bad thing? I don't think he did a bad thing for the sport. I think he did a bad thing maybe for the fans. Yeah, but at the same time, so go it, back. It, so go back. Let me let me finish this up before I forget because I'm an old man. So <laughs> for if, the um, if you remember, if you think about it this way, they got to pull these players back because whoa, whoa, whoa! First of all, you are bad mouthing your your major league baseball teammates, less mm-hmm. alone your 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 team. Period. You won't get a contract because you are staying out as. Hey, I don't cheat, or they cheat. What kind of teammate are you? Yeah, 
that has slowed down a lot mm-hmm. because people, I think, behind the scenes are saying, hey, man, you know, let's, we need to back off. You're right about the popularity of the sport. It'll be popular for a blip, and then it'll go back to where it was. Mm-hmm. That's it. The Astros may get a little bump on primetime sports. I think sports. they got three primetime games in the first week or something and, and like that. Yeah, fantastic, and everybody wants to see, and everybody's going to bring out their garbage cans and all kind of crapola. <laughs> but, I mean, the point is that, you know, that's a little bump. A little bump for something that's going to really hurt the sport this year, guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, in the long term, I can see a scenario where this does really hurt the sport because I think Rob Manfred, you know, that's I was listening to an interview with Jeff Passan. He's an ESPN insider, yes, and yes. he was he was talking. Actually, pretty good. Yeah, he's really good, and he was talking about how he was talking to Rob Manfred at one of the commissioners' meetings mm-hmm. or, or one of those meetings like that, and he asked Rob Manfred straight up, he said, you know, with this Astro scandal, are you guys going to be investigating any of those other teams that have had you know, people have some, you know, uh, problems with the way that they handle things, you know, basically accusing them of cheating. And Rob Manfred immediately said no, because he doesn't want this to get out. If if you exactly. see if you see these players right now insulting the Astros and, and taking a stand being like, we are the moral officers, we're going to police the game, we're going to go bean these guys. And then it comes out a few weeks later, no, these guys were actually cheating as well. That, I mean, that loses all credibility, all likability with fans at this point. And, you know, going to your point with Manfred, I'm going to defend him to a certain extent because you know, yeah, maybe there's no way he could have predicted what the exact perfect yes. move. And if you're if you're going to tell me that he needs to go out there and strip the Astros title, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Because if you think about it, what precedence does that set for the future? Anytime somebody gets caught cheating at this point, are they just going to take a title away? What constitutes them that, taking and, a cheating and, and that's what's t- or in taking a title and away? That's, and that's what's in his corner. But after everything is said and done, if you talk about the individual, all right, if we're talking about the individual offense. I'm starting to lean that way that you know what, just 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 do it. Do well, what you if that do. happens, that needs to be the Astros saying, "Okay, we're going to go out yes, there, we're well, going to." But the if, MLB can't police that. that no, would you're, be, that I would agree. Set a terrible but that, the, in the small term, but there has to be a precedent. The precedent was set with Pete Rose and gambling, was it not? So that precedent, you cannot gamble. So you cannot use technology. There is a precedent. Every time there is a precedent. But here's like I, I, what should have happened was this should have laid like all year. We're investigating. We're coming back mm-hmm. with you. We'll keep going. They should have done, all right, we're going to investigate the Astros. Then we're going to investigate. They get. I think they may have acted too quickly. They may have acted too quickly. Yeah. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? It's 2020, and this is three years. Well, okay, but be careful what you ask for because you're going to get it. And this is probably what he did wrong if he did anything wrong. I, I'm not, like you said, we're not behind the scenes. But I bet you anything else, he would have said, you know what? We're going to investigate. Well, who, are the, who are the suspects? All right, here are the teams. All right, let's do it a thorough investigation. Mm-hmm. For now, until further notice, the following players are on The commissioner's exemplist? Or, yeah, on leave, yeah, that's, that suspended. I mean, they should have said, you know what, we're going to put you. They have and a list of the commissioner's exemplist is they made do. exactly for that. They do, and then pull them and put the ball back in the owner's hands. This is what's going on. They know. But what should have happened was maybe they should have done everything at one time. That way, everybody everybody's on notice. Mm-hmm. The Astros are the only ones on notice. Yeah. Think about it. So I think that's probably what maybe conventional wisdom but hindsight's always 2020 yeah oh yeah you always you always have a feel for things after people come out and express their backlash but yeah you know overall this thing is just completely fascinating to me because like you know the the reason that rob manford went out there and didn't suspend any of these players is because of he was scared of the mlb's player association which the mlbpa uh what's his name tony clark came out there and said you know well we made a firm stance that they were not going to be allowed to suspend any of these players but i just find it fascinating that these other guys that you know are in the national league nick marquez guys that are in the same unionism are coming out saying that these guys should be suspending it's like well what kind of precedence do they want set for themselves at this point which 
I don't know. That that's what leads me to think that there's something there's something fishy here. There's something there's something about I think that this collective bargaining comes into into play where these players want to gain some, gain some type. Do you of think leverage. that so, uh, I don't know? Do you think there's also sacrificial lands for those players then, just like the Astros were in this cheating scandal? They go, you know what? Maybe you know that goes back to my theory about the Illuminati. So maybe the <laughs> oh, Illuminati. Gosh, here we go. Here we, wow, deeper. Here, hey, you know what, uh, Mister Fires <laughs> and and Brad uh, Brad Lidge. I almost said Brad Lidge. Um, Help me out. Um, who? Mike Fires and who? Mike Fires and our horrible reliever that almost cost us a 17th series. He's up there in Toronto now. Oh, Ken Giles. Ken Giles. Thank you. Yeah. I said Brad Lidge. Yeah. Um, and those guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Might as well have been the same Hey, guys. Guy. You know what? Uh, why don't you go ahead and speak out a little bit and kind of ruffle it up? I mean, there's always conspiracy theory, in my opinion. Yeah. But, I mean, the players that come out really are marginal. I mean, yeah. Mike Trout maybe a little bit, but he mm-hmm. said his piece. He hadn't said word after that. Yeah. Who else has said anything? I mean, there's. Seriously. I mean, there's been a. Lot, I mean, there's been a lot, but not a, guy, a lot of guys with the caliber that Mike uh, that uh, Mike Trout has. All right, Chuck. Well, you know, I, I mean, this is going to be this is going to be completely fascinating to see how this plays out over the year. What do you I'm, What do you think? Let's get back to the regular part of the. Uh, you probably you maybe get to this, but let's just talk regular baseball. That, exactly. That's what I was yes. getting get to on this one. So, all right, we're a couple weeks into uh, spring training at this point, Chuck. We got the big questions at this point. Who's going to be the fifth starter? I think we've got one through four locked down. Whether or not you're happy with that, we got a right field battle. So I'll start with this. Okay, right great. now, right now, how? What are your thoughts on the rotation? Okay. I, I'm gonna real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying, you know, even one two. I mean, we got we got 36 year old starters at, at one okay. and two at this point. Here but, are my projected five starters. Right. Ready? Number one, I Verlander. It's gonna be good. Grinky two. Okay. McCullers three. Verlander four. Ver- Grinky five. <laughs> How's that? Oh man. We we saw that Verlander can't go on this short rest in the, oh my in the playoffs. God, I, you know what? I'm I'm kind of worried. I think. Hey, you, you, what about your guy? Your kitty? Your your kitty? Uh, yeah, you, hey, you, my your man. Queenie, of course, but you yeah, call yeah, him your my, kitty. My, my kitty. Yeah. The, the, you know, I mean, th- that's my man. You know that? I said yeah. that before. I remember last year. I said, man, I feel good about him starting. Uh, mm-hmm. Was a game five. Yeah. I mean, and y'all were kind of worried about us. I'm not worried about that guy. He's got worse things to worry about. He's from a, a almost a third world country, barely putting bread on the table. So this is not pressure for him. Look. The thing is, is that the only reason why I feel good about this team is because what the Yankees are going through. Oh, injury. Oh, my goodness. I mean, even even though I don't like the Yankees as an organization. What's, that medical staff has got to be the worst in, in sports. Well, they got right? to stop giving them growth hormone injections <laughs> and get the endurance wow. up. Shots I mean, fired. I mean every, every one of those guys is a chunky monkey up there. Have you seen a thin Shots player? Shots fired. Y'all, I'm being honest. So, I mean, their, their muscles can't, their joints aren't built for those steroid muscles. All right? Oh, That's man. all there is. But I'll go back to this. I don't like the organization up there. The players, I have nothing against, to be honest with you. They're good mm-hmm. good guys to me. I don't have a problem with Aaron Judge. I don't have a problem with CeCe Spathy when he played. I like the players. I did not used to like the players. Uh, the Jeter, uh, Jeter, A-Rod, and Giambi, the cheaters. Um, Jeter, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, come on now. I mean, uh, you know. That's like, Jeter, Jeter played thought, the game clean. If you thought Biggio was a cheater in Bagwell, then you better think that, che- uh, that Jeter was a cheater. I never said Biggio now. Bagwell. Yeah, well, who said? That's on a couple saying. reports. All right. Well, okay, anyway, go okay. Well, so was Jeter. So was Jeter. He was in the Mitchell report. You look it up. Mm, look I it question up. that, but I digress. Go All right, back to your point. So the point is that you know you had a feel for uh, for New York, man. They get uh, uh, you know our, our prize possession, all that kind of stuff. So you think the Astros are still the team to uh, beat? They, I, you know, by default, by default, because the West is like 
eating each other up. I mean, the West is going to be a doggone strong division. Yeah, I can't all, believe how it's shaping out. Everybody has improved except the Astros at this point. Just make the playoffs, but go back to the rotation. Um, I'm, I'm not set on four and five as much as I was probably last year or the year before. Yeah, how I mean, you, you know, point? your yeah. guy Miley, you know, he, he was at least a, a proven commodity, mm-hmm. and we don't have a proven commodity Maybe. in the four slot. Yeah. Josh, uh, Josh James is all over the place. He needs to temper it down. But James, you know, James is my guy, is my dark horse. I mean, he's had five innings at this point. I, not one, not one walk. I understand at this point. that. I don't think he's built for, to last. He throws too hard, too quickly. He gets excited, and he got a dead arm real quick. So I think that what's going to happen is we're going to see. I'm going to I'm going to go and make a prediction here. And uh, Chuck Adams is back on track. We're going to have like <laughs> we're going to have at least nine, maybe ten starters this year, which is not uncommon. But the way it's going to happen, I don't think McCullers has never pitched over 150, 140. Exactly. That's that's another one. You, he I mean, should be your four or fifth starter if you had a Morton back here or yeah. a, a. Could you imagine if Cole or Morton were here? Just go with me. I know yeah. we can fantasize, yeah. but he would. McCullers would be our four or five, and I would skip him. Yeah, you know, because he's not going to make it. He's Tommy John guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the, I feel good about it. But it's all you know. It used to be about the pitching, but now it's really going to be about the offense. And you brought up right field. Tucker was dead in the water to me until the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's our quad A player of the year so far. I'm going back to what I talked about last year. Remember we talked? Was it last year that we talked about? Would you trade Tucker? Yes, mm-hmm. I would have trade. Remember I said I would have pulled that trigger. Yeah. I think I'm starting to be right about that. We should have pulled the trigger. Uh, he's still young. Hey, he's still young, and I mean he's Is so he? talented. But uh, if we're if we're going to talk about well, first off, going back to the staff, I mean I'm with you. The, the problem is it's not so much that they don't have talented guys; it's that they don't have proven innings eaters. They got to yes. get guys that are going to be able to give them 150, 160 innings this year. And, and outside of five slot, we, our, yeah. our one and two, and you give us yeah. two ten. Yeah, I mean I think I think I think we can get that out of your Queedy. I I think I you know I think that'll be okay. But yeah, four and five. You know, hopefully we can see the next step from James. As far as the right field battle, real quick before we go, keep an eye on Miles Straw. Miles Straw is having oh, a no. great spring. No. I, I'm telling you, I, keep an eye on him. I, no, I don't think I he's going to be the starting right fielder. But, I mean, A, a he, what we know for sure is he's going to fit in that Marisnik no, spot. If you're, if you're going to do that, then you might as well start him in left or center and put Springer in right. You know, but I think that I think it's Josh Reddick still, and and they're platooning them both, I guess. You know, but yeah. whoever's playing the hot hand gets the bats. Yeah. Well, you know what? It goes back to this. You know, our, our two best pitchers, Chuck. You know what they are? Old. Old. They are old. <laughs> that is going to be. Uh, you know, I, I I think Verlander. I'm not expecting any regression, but in hey, you know, Grinky's first spring training start was actually really impressive. Mm-hmm. He's already hitting 91, 92 miles an hour, which you know that's a guy that doesn't usually get tuned up till halfway through the season. We're gonna so. have to make a trade. Yeah, with what players though? Our, we've traded away our farm contracts system over the last contracts. few years. You got to get a third, number three, number four by the trade deadline. That's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Real quick before we go, Chuck, we didn't even get a chance to talk about it. You're you gonna be back on next week? It's not. Yeah, you I said think next week. I think next week I you, will be you got back. A month, we got a month with you before you I leave in April. So. I think so. I'll, I'll, I'll predicate this by saying that I have a sixty percent chance of being here next week for sure. All right. So we'll talk. We'll talk more about that right field battle that uh, for the Houston yes. Astros. Uh, and we didn't even get to the bullpen which actually i think the bullpen is is a little underrated this year so hey we'll see but real quick before we go uh you know because we could have an answer on this next question before uh mm-hmm. before next week where's brady going where's tom brady gut Just feeling staying with the patriots yeah i'm with you there i think so too yeah it's gonna. I'm glad we didn't have any Chiefs talk, by the way. Uh, oh, I forgot. You know what? Hey, I'm, <laughs> sa- I'm saving that for next week. Next week we're gonna we're gonna bask in the glory that is Patrick Mahomes. First thing, okay? All right. You get ready for that. Hey, and then you know what? By by next week, too, Laramie Tunsil, Bill O'Brien could go ahead and make him the highest paid left tackle. I don't want to talk about Texas. <laughs>
<laughs> I figured, you know, I was trying to save that in my back pocket for you, but we ran out of time. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Chuck, thanks for coming back on. Oh, yeah. Been too it. long. Been, been too, too long. long. Yes, you better sir. come on next week. I'm we'll going to it. give it the old college try. All right. All right. Hey, we'll, we'll, we might have to even get him on the phone if, if, uh, if yeah. even if he's not we on. We're talking so. NCAA basketball, too. Well, yeah. Chuck, you're, you're, March Madness. You're, your Cougars are toast, man. Uh, They're toast. They're young. Ten seed. They, they are young. I'll give, them, I'll give you that. They've, they've built a good program there. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week. You've been listening to Wildcard Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio.